Hello, family and friends. I'm excited for day three with my pastor, Pastor Mark Pearl. And we were talking yesterday a little bit about pastor's testimony, getting started off and uh, when Jesus appeared to him and then, you know, getting involved with drugs and alcohol early. And I felt convicted to share that I was buying hard liquor at about 13 years of age. And I want to encourage you parents, don't assume that sweet little Johnny or Linda or whatever Sue is, uh, is always what you think that they are. And I had a friend that made fake driver's licenses. We made them out of playing cards. They would get your school picture on there and type on that and make you a little ID. And the lady at the liquor store was so blind that she couldn't tell the difference between that and the real one. So I was buying hard liquor at 13 and killed a lot of brain cells and believing for restoration from that, Pastor. And yeah. it's kind of ironic how, you know, we can we can do things uh, under right underneath the nose of our parents and they oh, have yeah. no idea yeah. what's going on. And so, but anyhow, let's go to prayer. Father, we just thank you for speaking through Pastor today. And people have ears to hear and they're, they're open to receive and, and apply this to their lives, Father. Thank you for helping them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll kick it over to you, Pastor. Yeah, well, I, uh, I want to read a scripture because God began dealing with me really strongly uh, in my late teens, early 20s. I mean, that's when he really began to, we say, conviction, you know. But there's a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 and 4, that says, But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, or this age, has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who's the image of God, should shine unto them. So, you know, that scripture, Brother Greg, tells us that what Satan does, because he's the one that's the God of this world, that's yep. what... Paul's referring to there. What he does is he blinds the minds of those that don't believe, lest the light, lest they see the light. Because he knows if they see the light and how good God is, I mean, they're they're leaving him. They're leaving his kingdom. They're going to run from him. Because why wouldn't you? I mean, serving Jesus is so, so exciting and so uh, satisfying. And, you know, like the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And that's what began to happen to me. When I was like late teens, early 20s, I was just living the party life, you know. And all of a sudden, I started thinking about God. Because we had referred to last the last uh, broadcast about my night vision when I was 12 in 1972, yep. how the Lord, uh, you know, appeared to me in what I call a night vision. And what that is, it's like it's more vivid than a dream. It's not a dream. It's more vivid. It's an actual vision that you have in the nighttime. And I saw he, Jesus, you know, from his waist up in the sky. And I was at a, I was in our football field in this vision in, in our local town behind the high school. And Jesus just spoke four words. He said, I'm coming back soon. And that was the end of the vision. Wow. And, you know, that stayed with me. Here we are 50 years later. It's still with me, just as fresh as it was then. I remember it just as well. And so... But, but I, after that, you know, I went my way, did drugs, and lived a, a pretty rough life. But then when I got in my late teens, early 20s, all of a sudden, I start thinking about God again. You know, it's been, I was at 12, I thought about him because he appeared to me in that night vision. But then I, I didn't give my life to Jesus. I went my way. But then my late teens, out of nowhere, we say, I began thinking about God and about his kingdom and about Jesus and about the Lord coming back. 
Well, I really didn't know why at the time. I just knew God was dealing with me. But after I got saved, I found out why. Once I gave my life to Jesus, you know, I was sharing Jesus with people. We would go door to door witnessing. And I went to see a guy that had what we call backslid. He'd been in church, got away from God. And so I went to see him to pray with him, try to get him back to the Lord. And he was about my age, maybe a year older than me. We knew one another in school, high school. And uh, so I knew him, you know. And so I went to see him and he made a comment to me. He said, this is funny. He said, you're praying for me, and I used to pray for you. (laughs) I said, well, Robbie, what do you mean? He said, well, your mom, because my mom had given her life to Jesus in the 1970s, and uh, he said, your mom used to come to the meetings, the full gospel meetings and so forth, and she'd ask us to pray for her children, for their salvation. So what I learned by that was because mom was praying, other people were praying, those blinders that Paul talked about here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, those were coming off of my eyes. Wow. That's, th- those, were, those were being lifted off. So yep. I just want to encourage you, if you got someone in your family, a friend's not safe, just keep praying for them. Amen. Because those blinders started coming off, and all of a sudden, I start thinking about God. Wow. Instead of, you know, and things begin to change in my world. You know, I was always kind of the life of the party. I'd ha- always had a good time. You know, we'd go to bars, and, you know, people would have parties at their houses, and and uh, maybe we'd have parties at a park or someplace, you know. Or we, I came from the rural area. We had what we call strip pits. Mm-hmm. They were former strip, strip mines, and they left the pits there. We'd go out in those and have parties, you know, build a bonfire and drink beer and do drugs and things like that. And so all of a sudden, that started changing. Where I was the life of the party, all of a sudden, I wasn't enjoying this any longer. I'm thinking about God. And I remember one particular night, Brother Greg, that really stands out to me was I was in a bar in Vincennes, Indiana, and everybody with us was having a good time. And I just sat at the table and drank one, or drank one drink after another, smoked one cigarette after another, never got up, never did anything, just looked depressed. And on the way home, the guy I rode with, he asked me, he said, what is wrong with you? Because he could tell something was going on. Mm-hmm. And I just... You know, it's like, I don't know, you know, I don't know. And then he made this comment, Brother Greg. I don't know where this came from. He made this comment, other than the fact that, that maybe, you know, that, that he knew some things about God, you know, through his past. He made this comment. He said, you're not thinking about getting saved, are you? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I am. <laughs> he gave me some really good advice. He said, why don't you just go ahead and do it? <laughs> I was bumming everybody out, you know, because God, the blinders were coming off my eyes, you know. Pastor, backing up just a little bit, you know, one of my favorite stories you tell is uh, when you guys were out in the cars and you would throw your beer bottles. Because I think that these end times, the dark's getting darker and the light's getting lighter. And just some of the evil that they will do now that you didn't do. You had boundaries back in the days. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things Timothy said would happen in the last days, you know, that men would be certain ways. And one thing he said, you know, that they would uh, be unholy. And that word unholy means no reverence, no reverence for God. And uh, the test of the thing you're talking about, we would, which you, you shouldn't have done, but that's just how stupid we were at the time. We'd drive and drink, you know. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, 18, we're 17, we're 18, we're 16, you know, 19, 20, in, in that area. Right. 
And so we're, we're driving and drinking. And so we, we would always, in those days, they probably still do. I don't really know. I don't I haven't have a drink since I gave my life to Jesus Praise Christ God. and never going to again. Amen. But anyway, we uh, we would drink. We'd buy these you know beer in bottles. And one of the things that was always a test for us to see if we could hit road signs with it. Once we drank the beer, we'd throw the bottle out and out of the vehicle and try to hit a road sign. But we never would hit road signs that said church. <laughs> I'm not talking about the church sign. I'm right. talking about, you know, along the sign, you'll see speed limit signs, you know, yep. hidden drive signs. Well, there'd be a sign on there that would say church. Man, a church is coming up. So you'd, you'd, be, able, you'd be watchful for people coming out of the church parking lot. Yep. But I can remember one of my friends, you know, he would see that. Oh, it's a church sign. Don't throw it that. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds stupid. But we just had that kind of reverence for yeah. still for God, a society still had. You know, I remember those days, you didn't, you didn't have to lock churches yeah. up. Amen. Nobody would go in there and rob from a church or desecrate yeah. a church. Yeah. But things are, they have uh, disintegrated rapidly yeah. in society. And so, you know, but, you know, I, I had that and that reverence for God and all. But, you know, I, I just, you know, I think it's just important to understand, that people understand that no matter where you're at, God can reach you. Yes, he can. And if you've got people praying for you or if you've got loved ones that you are praying for, I'm telling you, they can be reached. Amen. Because I was not thinking about God. Yep. He wasn't in my mind. And just out of nowhere, I began thinking about God. I began desiring God. It's so it's so crazy, you know. One of the things, and we can close with this. One of the things that happened one time was I was in a bar. I was in this bar, and the band started playing this song on the highway to hell. Well, my eyes were being opened to heaven and hell, and that just didn't sit well with me. I thought, man, I'm not singing about going to hell. I'm thinking about God. So I I was with a friend, and I got I said, let's go upstairs because this bar had two levels. It had downstairs where there was a band, a dance floor. Upstairs was a bar and they had pool tables. And so I said, let's go upstairs. And as I got ready to go upstairs along the wall in the back in the lower lower level where we were at, where we were leaving from, I saw one of my friends just staring off in space. Like he didn't even see us. He didn't even know that we were there. And my friend said to me, he said, boy, he is out of it tonight. And for those of you who don't know what out of it means, it means he was drunk. And I said, boy, he sure is. And when I said that, I was just getting ready to step up on the step to go to the upper level of the bar. The Lord spoke to me in that bar. Now, I don't mean it's audible. I don't know if it was audible or not, but he said this to me. I've never forgotten it. He said this. He said, no, he's just going through what you're going through. Meaning, no, he's not just out of it. He's under conviction. You're under conviction. He's under conviction. Well, I thought that couldn't be God. I, I'm hearing things, but you know what? Two weeks later, I got a call, and that guy that I, I said, he's just out of it, and the Lord said, no, he's just going through what you're going through. That guy had given his life to Jesus Christ. So here's what I thought later on. How many other people in that bar were under conviction? Yeah. God was dealing with, and God was trying to change their life. Yeah. Powerful, Amen. powerful. Amen. Amen. Well, if you would, please pray for our listeners, Pastor. Father, we pray for everyone that's in the valley of decision right now. Maybe they are sensing that call of God on their life and their heart. Maybe they're, as we sometimes say, under conviction, convicted to change their lifestyle and to come to the kingdom of God. 
I pray for the, all the blinders to come off of their mind and that they would receive this day Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen. Friends, real easy to receive him. All you got to do is ask him to come into your heart. Just kneel where you're at. You don't even have to kneel. Maybe you're driving down the road. Just pray where you're at and say, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. You mean that? You will be saved right today. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor. Looking forward to tomorrow to hearing how you came to the Lord ultimately. And folks, if you want to contact our ministry, you can do so at celebratejesusministry at gmail.com. You can reach Pastor at myoasischurch.com. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.